0: Let the torch of freedom burn.
1: Welcome to the Intersection of Faith and the Culture. This is Wall Builders, where we're taking on the hot topics of the day from a biblical, historical, and constitutional perspective. We're doing that here with David Barton. He's America's premier historian and our founder at Wall Builders, and Tim Barton, national speaker and pastor and president of Wall Builders, and I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution coach. Thanks so much for joining us today. We want to encourage you also to join us on the website at wallbuilders.com, and while you're there, make that one-time or monthly contribution. It's your opportunity to come alongside us. We're a listener-supported program, and we sure appreciate you being a part of that by making a contribution. It's a good investment in securing freedom, in restoring our liberty by getting people educated and equipped and inspired to do their part as biblical citizens. All right, guys, John Stimberger will be with us a little later talking about what's going on in Florida. Of course, the Florida Family Policy Council is what he runs, but that means he's on the front lines in legislative sessions. They just wrapped up their legislative session. Lots of good victories there. And, of course, we're always talking on the program about getting good stuff back into the culture so that we get good stuff out. And uh, and Florida is, uh, is turning the tide on a lot of these major issues, whether it's the transgender issue or, um, you know, just education in general. So we'll get a little bit of a report on what's happened in Florida in their legislative session. Uh, maybe the beacon of hope for other states to follow.
2: Yeah, guys, I think one of the things that, you know, if we look back a couple years ago, Virginia was an example where people thought what happened with Youngkin, maybe that can be a model. And then when you had the 2022 election and Florida just cleaned house uh, with Ron DeSantis having this incredible victory and, and the down ballot impact uh, what's happened, even with the school board's. Uh, with, with Christians, conservatives getting involved and turning things around. Florida has definitely become a, a beacon and really an example that other states who want to do things right. How, how can you secure elections? Because there's, there's so many questions that people have now surrounding elections. There's so many conversations that are going on now about how do we solve problems? How do we solve education? How do we how do we fix so many of these messes? And literally, Florida is at the forefront of, of giving examples of how you can turn some of these things around, of, of how you can clean up elections, of, of how you can make sure there's transparency, that there's honesty, there's openness, and yet there are a, a fair, just election system. And what they've done, even with higher education and et cetera, et cetera, they have really become is the, the example of what should be done and how it should be done. And, you know, as as all three of us being from Texas, it's it's always hard when we say you have to look to somebody else to be the example of what a conservative state should do and how it should function. Uh, but certainly with some of the nonsense that's been happening in Texas recently, uh, and it, not to dive into that nonsense because that's not really what we're talking about today, but Florida has just been such a great example that other states need to begin emulating some of what has happened in Florida.
1: Yeah, I was speaking in Florida last weekend, guys, and it was very humbling for me. As a Texan to have to say multiple times, hey, look at this bill y'all did.
0: I wish we could do that in Texas. Y'all are really doing better than us. That's hard for a Texan to admit. Well, I tell you, Tim may not jump into it, but I'm going to jump into it because Texas, like a number of states, just finished its legislative session. States, unlike the feds, fortunately, do not go all year round all the time. Very few states do. California is one of those that that does nearly all year. But states like Texas, Florida, Oklahoma, Arkansas, it's going to be somewhere from one to two to three to five months is all they do. And and so Texas got done. And the Republican legislature in Texas, Republican Senate, Republican House, Republican governor, our Republican Speaker of the House managed to kill 75 bills that have been passed by the Senate waiting for the House to pass them. So our Republicans in Texas, at least our House Speaker in Texas, is not doing anywhere close, and that keeps us from looking as good as, as Florida. So I'm with you guys. I hate to say that Florida whipped us, but Florida whipped us. Texas has been a good leader for a number of years, but I've got to say I don't mind if other states come along and be great leaders as well. We don't need to be the only state doing good stuff, and certainly we're not, and I don't mean to imply that. But nonetheless, it was not a good year for Texas. It was a great year for Florida. Florida. And because of Florida, they did a lot of things that will impact the nation as well.
1: All right, folks, we're going to take a break, and this is going to be a test today, whether David and Tim and Rick, if our egos, our Texas egos, can handle an entire program talking about how much better another state is doing than us. Stay with us. We'll be right back with John Stimberger as our special guest here on Wall Builder.
2: from wall builders with another moment from american history too often today history education excludes great black heroes from the american founding such as lemuel haynes haynes abandoned as a baby pioneered churches across upper new england he became the first black american to pastor a white congregation to receive an honorary master's degree and to be ordained by a mainstream christian denomination the congregationalists he was a soldier during the american revolution and in his churches on george washington's birthday He regularly preached sermons honoring George Washington. Even late in his life, he expressed his willingness to go back to battle if necessary to protect America, which he called a sacred ark. American history is filled with numerous examples of black heroes who are largely ignored by mainstream education today. For more information about Pastor Lemuel Haynes and other colonial patriots, go to wallbuilders.com. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here on Wall
1: Builders. Our guest today, John Stemberger from Florida and the Florida Family Policy Council and uh, helped to start Trail Life and great attorney there as well. And our partner, Patriot Academy, for the Leadership Congress we hold in Tallahassee every year. John, thanks for coming on. Looking forward to seeing you in Tallahassee in a few weeks.
3: Yeah, Rick. I uh, look forward to seeing you at the homeschool convention here.
1: It's going to be good, man. Well, I'll see you at the homeschool convention. I'll see you when we do the leadership congress at the Capitol, yep. and uh, and and so much going on in Florida. And I I have to tell you, man, I almost didn't want to do this interview because it's very hard. It's very hard for a Texan to admit that Florida <laughs> is just absolutely running circles around what is supposed to be the greatest state in the Union. And I I I'm I'm just it it pains me. It grieves me. But, uh, but I admit it, you guys have just hit home run after home run after home run over the last few years, so much so that the left is saying, we're out of here, which is what you want. I mean, they're leaving the state, the leftists are, and people that want to live in freedom are moving to the state. Uh, you've been right there at the forefront of this for decades. You've, you've, you've watched your state and been instrumental in your state becoming a, a beacon of hope. So we just wanted to know the secret sauce, man. How in the world has this happened, and where do you think it goes?
3: Well, it's all about leadership and Governor Ron DeSantis. I mean, he is one of the most exciting figures I've seen in public life in 40, 50 years, uh, maybe since Reagan. Uh, He's just done a remarkable job. He's a force of nature. His ability to be totally committed to principle, but then also speak wisely. And as Ecclesiastes 3 says, know that there's a time and a place for everything. It's very hard to find, you know, full-throated social conservative leaders who are strong and uncompromising on principles but have the discernment to know when to pull the punches and when to speak fearless. And so he's, he's amazing in that way. He's fearless, family's beautiful. And so this is the reason why we've had all this done. Just today I did an interview. We passed the law here because all these drag shows all over the state are just bombarding our kids everywhere. It's just, they're pushing them in our kids' faces. And so the law prohibits any sexual performances, sexually explicit performances in front of children. And so there's this uh, hamburger Mary's chain that is drag shows basically constantly in the, ham- the hamburger restaurant. <laughs> and uh, they're suing, saying, oh, this closing down their First Amendment right. And I can assure you, you, you know, Rick, better than anyone else. When the First Amendment was drafted, it did not protect dudes that want to dress up in, oh. as girls and dresses and throw their crotch around little kids. The yeah. state has a compelling interest in protecting children, and that kind of nonsense needs to be shut down ASAP, which this law does.
1: Yeah, I I mean, it's one of many, many examples where you guys have been bold. DeSantis has been bold. He's been unashamed to to, to say this is evil, you know, and and calling evil evil and good good is hard to find right now. I mean, we're in that biblical thing of 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 everybody calling good evil and calling evil good. It's the opposite, especially from our our DOJ and FBI and the rest. But that's another topic. But but you guys in Florida and, and like you said, it's all about leadership. Yeah. Governor DeSantis set the tone for this. And, and you know, I, I, I've said it since, you know, middle of, of, of 2020. Uh, he won me over as as in my respect for him when he was the first politician of my life to stand up and say, I got it wrong. I won't do it again. And said these lockdowns are crazy. It was only a few weeks into the mess that he figured out this is not good because he's looking at the data and he doesn't care if yeah. everybody blamed him, yeah. you know, said you're going to kill grandma on all this baloney, all the lies. He didn't care. He did what was right. And of course, they're going to play videos and stuff from the first few weeks where he got it wrong, along with everyone else in the country. Uh, and and the, but he was willing to say, "Wait a minute, this is not right." And and he and, and that to me it shows a lot of character because I don't, in fact, I don't know of any other anybody that's admitted it yet, other than him, and said, "You know what? I was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. It'll never happen again." And they became such a champion for freedom and opening up Florida. What are your thoughts on that? What did it take for a guy at that level? to stand up and reverse course and do the right thing.
3: You know, it was such a weird time because we're, we, the whole society is struggling with that kind of this crisis of epistemology, right? That's a fancy philosophical world for what is real. Like we, we can't even figure out what's real anymore. Everything's politicized. Yeah. Everything is like, you know, in terms of gender, in terms of science, in terms of diseases, it's like we can't figure out what's real. And he really got to the facts of what was really going on, and was following the real, true facts, not the garbage science that was being promoted by pharmaceutical companies. So, yeah. you know, kudos to him. The man is just fearless. He really is. And he he at our dinner just on Saturday said, "Wokeness is evil, and truth exposes wokeness." So he basically connected wokeness to moral relativism and said, "When we oppose wokeness, we're opposing evil." And so mm-hmm. it was like it was so clear because most people, a lot of people, don't know what that term means. But he just made it crystal clear what it means. Yeah. And he's, I mean, who, who else has been fighting corporate America the way he is? I mean, it's just unbelievable. Uh, even Disney, I mean, the way he's pushed against them. And by the way, people need to understand that's kind of a controversial thing. But Disney, Walt's original vision for Disney was a city of tomorrow. That was Epcot, the Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow. That was supposed to happen. That's why he got the special privileges to be their own little city with their own nuclear power plants and own police force and all that. Yeah, SeaWorld doesn't have that. Universal Studios, doesn't. no theme Park has that but now that they're pushing against protecting the children in this parents rights and education act, the governor said, okay, you want to play that game. We're going to make you play like every other corporation in, in Florida. That's a theme park, right? That's right. They even have these special privileges all this year, which we given to them for the wrong reason anyway, because that city of the future was never built anyway. Um, so it's just amazing to see him push back on Disney and Disney's not just the theme park. It's ABC. They own far and wide, quite a bit of stuff. And he's just not putting up with any nonsense. He's, He's a sheriff that's just really killing it here in Florida.
1: Well, well, and John, think of, think about our 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 basic, easy to tell moral issues of, of of life and sexuality and all those things. And over the last five or six, you know, years, uh, uh, good governors on other issues that caved because of corporate woke. You know, uh, woke corporations that that push back NCAA. In other words, it, it happened to Republican governors in Indiana. Mike Pence uh, caved on on this because of that sort of thing yep, happened in, in right. North Carolina before they had a Democrat governor. They had a Republican governor that caved on this stuff. I mean, over and over and over again, they caved whenever whenever the money talks. Right, whenever the money came in and said we're gonna you're gonna lose jobs or we're gonna take away this game or this 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 tournament or whatever. Not Ron DeSantis, the exact opposite, The largest employer in the state, right or close to it. And and right. he says we're I'm 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 willing to stand for what's right and I'm not gonna uh, uh, yeah I'll, I'll play that game with you and I'll defeat you at that game I mean wait a minute this is offense John we've been saying we needed offense from our leaders for a long time right. your guy's that's actually right. doing it
3: and you know for everything that Trump did and he did a lot of good there's no way he took on corporate America uh, the way DeSantis is and no way he would in the future so that that's a unique selling point I think of Ron DeSantis that you won't find. And President Trump, although he served, he served wonderfully in his time. We appreciate his service, and he was a remarkable person for a remarkable time. But I just think Ron DeSantis is just a whole new breed that we need for this moment of really craziness in the world, where he's pushing back on this wokeness and craziness.
1: Well, and, and John, I got to ask you this. I mean, these some of these attacks uh, on on Governor DeSantis have become attacks on Florida and and on these very policies. We're talking about. So when 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 the Trump campaign or whoever media, whoever does it, when they come out and start lambasting Florida's record over the last couple of years, when you've absolutely led the way and and created um, exactly what what uh, what an American way of life should be and, and the results speak for themselves with the jobs, the economy, all of those things. When, when they start attacking because of they're worried about him doing well in the presidential race, when they start attacking the very conservative values and policies that we should want in other states. I mean, what is that? I, I, that's that's destructive to the ends that, that that the movement's supposed to be about. I, I don't know if I'm making sense of my question. It's so frustrating when I see it happen.
3: Well, unfortunately, there's just a lot of lying going on. Right yeah. <laughs> so that's the bottom line. I mean, they're just trying to twist stuff. It's pretty clear people are flocking to Florida everywhere because of what's been done here, because of the leadership. And so, you know, we've got an amazing thing. And, um, you know, if he becomes president, I think that's a great thing because, you know, he'll export those same principles around the
1: country. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that it's the model that other states will begin to follow. I mean, I, I even look at the busing of immigrants. You know, he, he did the, the, the flights to, to Martha's Vineyard, and, and he was the one that actually suggested the busing of of these illegal aliens into New York and that sort of thing. And then and then Abbott took him up on it and, and actually started doing it. But it was it was DeSantis that, that that suggested that. So that's why I say it's just like home run after home run after home run. I don't know who's giving him the ideas or whose advisors are or any of that stuff. You're a lot closer to his team and what's going on on the inside. But the fact that he has, whether it's his idea or he's just bold enough to take it and run with it, uh, it's just been incredible to watch over the last couple of years.
3: That's the secret behind Ron DeSantis. Every person behind him is 100% like from the chief of staff down to the interns. And, by the way, Casey DeSantis, wife, is like a rock star, ten times more conservative than he is. So that, that's the secret sauce right there is that, I mean, literally his entire administration, You remember Morton Blackwell's, quote, personnel is policy, literally his entire administration is rock solid with him.
1: Wait, John, are, so- are you saying he doesn't hire people that are actually against his agenda and, and put them <laughs> in positions uh, to then undermine his, I mean, not that anybody would ever do that, uh, anyway. I know
3: what what a novel what a novel concept, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That no, that's incredible. I mean, that's really, really good to hear. I have to ask you the question my wife asked last night when she knew that I was going to be interviewing you today. Um, she's like, Okay, wait, Florida is doing so good right now and we need good governors. So if he does go on to be president, who's who's like behind the scenes? <laughs> I know you can't say probably, but do you guys have a farm team? You have some people that'll that'll step up and continue. Uh, for, for or send them to Texas. So Texas, it's our turn. It's our turn to do well. No, seriously. Who? I mean, I, I'm assuming there's yeah. a good farm team there in Florida.
3: No, we've got a long bench here. That's really solid. I mean, unless she doesn't want it, Lieutenant Governor Jeanette Nunez, who's a Cuban American Baptist, solid Christian woman, gilly eyes. She was the pro tem speaker of the house, knows Florida's politics, very committed Christian woman, mother, children, husband, uh, she would be the, the the next governor, as lieutenant governor at least for a period of time, and then beyond that, if she ran again, she would probably get it. But then, if she didn't, then there would be an open seat for a number of people. I know that Byron Donalds has talked about it, the Black American congressman from Naples, who's a good friend of ours. You know, there's even been there's even been rumors that it's possible Rubio could resign and run for governor. So there's there's a lot of things that can happen, um, but we'll see. You know, yeah. we have the good news is we have tons of great leadership. And, you know, courage begets courage. That's right. see backbone, it begets backbone. That's one of the beautiful things about Donald Trump. He literally showed everybody, hey, you can talk, You can media can hit you, and you're not going to be a wallflower. You're not yes. going to die. You don't have to be a snowflake, right? Punch back. Like, let's be resilient in this thing, right? And so I think that's what we have here in Florida. Governor DeSantis has really presented a model, and that kind of has built the backbone of every Republican in the state.
1: Amen. Uh, and, and, and more, hopefully, across the country as well. Uh, I wish we could go back and edit this interview, and every time we said Florida, replace it with Texas, but we can't. Uh, it's just the facts of life, folks. That's where we are. John Stimberger, always a great guest, man. Thank you for coming on today. Hey, listen, you guys still have the best barbecue, so there's that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right, that's John Stemberger, folks. Stay with us. We'll be right back with David and Tim Bart.
2: We're back around Wobblers. Thanks for
1: staying with us. Thanks to John Stemberger for joining us as well, uh, David. and Tim, Just like we talked about at the opening of the program, a lot of good news out of out of Florida, and uh, and and we'd love to see Texas follow Florida as much as we hate it. We'd love to see Texas do. And, and there was a couple of bills we did. We finally passed the bill right at the end. I, in fact, we thought we may not get it done. That prevents child mutilation, um, and 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 some others. I guess we had a few victories, but man, nothing like what John was talking about. And and it comes back to leadership. You really had. At the top, DeSantis, his governor, pushing all these things through. Even before the legislative session started, he made it clear what the agenda was going to be, and it, and it paid off for him big time.
0: Well, i tell you, he stayed with what his agenda was. He did not get sidetracked. He really worked it hard. And not a surprise, now that he's done with the session, he has announced for president. And that was known for a long time. We knew back in, in last November that he was probably going to run for president, and the state knew it as well which is why the legislature passed a law to allow him to be able to hold office as governor and run for president, which was not the law before. So Florida would like to see that kind of leadership nationally, and certainly a lot of folks would. And while it's becoming a crowded field, it is not nearly as crowded as we thought it was going to be back in in November. And and so as you look at the folks that have jumped in, there's actually three on the Democrat side and and two are not small names. They're a lot more moderate than, than Biden is. And so on the Democrat side, you've got people like Marianne Williamson, uh, you've got Robert Kennedy Jr. And they're they're both a whole lot more common sense. I don't know that that's going to have much impact on Democrat delegates because they don't have the kind of following Biden does, for sure. But over on the Republican side, obviously Trump is already in. Uh, but in addition to Trump, you've got a couple of governors in. You have Asa Hutchison, the governor of Arkansas, who's in and former governor of Arkansas. And Nikki Haley, uh, who's the former governor of South Carolina, she's in. And you have Vivek Ramaswamy, who's in. He's a a great voice, really articulate, doesn't have the standing or the track record that the other candidates do, but he's going to keep some arguments and and keep some issues out there that people need to talk about. And you have Tim Scott, a U.S. senator from South Carolina, Uh, Tim is in. Uh, Tim, I I think as much as anything, he's getting his name up there, but he and Trump have been talking about him as a vice presidential candidate. So maybe that's why he's in, because he hasn't had the national standing some of these others have. And then you have Mike Pence, who has been definitely out there on the road, has not officially announced. Uh, His folks say he's going to announce. He's certainly been making the, the rounds in the early primary states, So there's some people in there, but certainly not the quantity we thought. We thought Yonkin would be in there, the governor of Virginia. Uh, He's not jumped in yet, and he's actually announced he's not going to. So it should be a pretty vigorous uh, race for, for the presidential election coming up in 2024. But at this point, there's some decent folks in there, and we should have some real good debates. But I think on the Republican side, it's likely to end up with Trump and DeSantis as the two. And DeSantis certainly has a track record. Uh, people know what they'll get for Trump because he's already been there four years. But DeSantis is the one that a lot of people know about, but don't know specifically much about him or the details. And I think that's going to come to light over the next few months. And there's going to be a whole lot of people really pleased with what DeSantis has done in his years as governor of Florida. Well, I, I'd add, I think there's still some question marks maybe about Trump. There's some areas that are very
2: clear, um, but, you know, Rick, you guys in the interview talked about that. Uh, personnel is policy. And some of the people that Trump had surrounding him, uh, where, where where did Trump find the connections to get some of these incredible people that surrounded him? Well, some of the places he found the connections were through guys like Mike Pence. And obviously Trump knows so many people now, but if if some of the people that were really good people around him, and I'm not saying that for Mike Pence right now, but I am saying it for some of the people that were in some of the departments, some of the leaders, some of the heads that were really good, genuinely wonderful people, conservatives, Christians, constitutionalists that were recommending maybe even Supreme Court justices that were reviewing some of the individuals who were nominated in the Senate to be on court of appeals. We don't know who Trump's gonna surround himself with yet. And if you don't know who he's going to surround himself with, there's a reason to have some question marks because, I mean, Rick, you kind of alluded to this even in the interview, is there definitely were times Trump surrounded himself with people who were not his friends. And hopefully he has learned that lesson where you do have a pretty unique contrast is that DeSantis has a pretty solid track record of who he surrounds himself with, of the voices he has around him. And, and right, this is not a slight on President Trump at all, but it's, it's a recognition of the reality of the situation. And it, it's going to be very interesting between those two. Uh, certainly, for Donald Trump, pretty much everybody already knows his baggage, but he's got a lot of uphill climbing to do to be able to win back some of the moderates, some of those in the middle, some of the votes that he would need. Uh, whereas DeSantis doesn't have nearly uh, the volume of uh, baggage, right? That doesn't have quite the same level of uh, the dislike factor that Trump has to deal with. So it, it's going to be interesting between those two. And so, Dad, I, I said only when when we think of, of Trump and, and we say, well, when you know what you're going to get? Well, maybe, but I don't know that we can expect his, if he becomes president again, and has another four-year term. I don't know that we can expect it to be exactly like his first four-year term, depending on who he
0: surrounds himself with. Yeah, I totally agree. I think if he gets a second term, it'll be radically different from the first term. Because a lot of those he had in the first term that did so well are not going to be with him this time. And they've made that clear. And in the first term, he did not clean out the anti-Trumpers that were still there. Uh, But that's one thing that DeSantis has done really well. He's cleaned out people who stand in the way of the vision he has. And he has, Tim, as you said, personnel as policy. And at this point, there's no question uh, that DeSantis has done a much better job of taking the anti-people out, the, the roadblocks, the impediments, And Trump did not do that very well in his four years. And I I don't think he'd have as good staff this time as he did then. All that to say, it's going to be an interesting race to watch. And with DeSantis now in there, that's going to be a real, real name to watch over the next few months as well.
1: It is for sure, guys. And, and and another area that's kind of unknown is, is COVID response, right? I mean, there's a, a you know, DeSantis uh, has made a very clear record on on saying, hey, I got it wrong in that first month, but he got it right after that. Trump has never apologized for getting it wrong and even gave Fauci the Medal of Honor in, in January of 21. And so people that are from all, you know, left, r- right, center, you know, we got liberals and conservatives that are not happy about how that whole thing was handled. And so I think that's going to be a major point of contention between those two throughout the race. Um, and so that you know it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be a really interesting what year and a couple of months between now well really no a year, I guess we'll know a year from now because all the delegates will be chosen by then. So stay tuned, folks. I'm sure we'll have many more programs about this subject. Thanks so much for listening. You've been listening to Wall Builders. We
2: stand